Welcome to Coffee Podcast. Welcome. I am Emma. And I'm Ellie. Every episode we pick a delightful or scary or creepy or lovely <laughs> short story to listen to while we drink our morning coffee. It's your turn. It's my turn this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've picked a story um, by Shady Cosgrove called Call an Ambulance. It's part of the Flashing the Square anthology and it will be read by Alini Schumacher. Let's Here do we it. Go. The police said he was approached in an elevator by two assailants. Not true. There were three of them. Baggy t-shirts, bandanas, high tops. They got on at the fifth floor, calling each other names too crass for the middle of the afternoon. When Patrick tried to step aside... The one with the goatee nudged him back. Something didn't feel right. Of course it didn't, but the doors were already closing. In his peripheral vision, Patrick could see the skinny one rubbing at his arms but kept his gaze trained on the round plastic buttons. Two of the numbers had been scratched off. And just when the elevator got some traction, just when Patrick thought he was being a paranoid dickhead, the one with the bruised eye socket jammed a key into the panel and they all shuddered to a halt. Well, that was a tense one. Yes. Is that why I selected it? I specifically picked kind of this recording because there's also another um recording of this particular story read by a male actor Mm -hmm. but i found this one interesting in being read by a female actor when it's a male character's voice Mm -hmm. and also that she chooses to do this very almost upbeat tone Mm. throughout Mm -hmm. so it took me kind of a few listens to really understand like the gravity of the words themselves Mm. because she chose to take this particular tone. And it like, I think you see sometimes in these recordings, like some of them, the words really overpower whatever the actor was going to do. Like Mm. you can't escape. Yeah. Language. The, the kind of storytelling is too strong that like they can't do much, but Mm. this was one where they like her choice in that really changed the tone of the story Mm. for me. Mm -hmm. And it, I find it odd that, like, there's moments where she almost sounds jovial Mm. and, like, oh, no, I'm about to get assaulted in a lift. (laughs) Like, oh, me. I think you do that, though. And Like, when you're in dangerous situations, you're like, might get murdered, might not. (laughs) And that's your only way to deal with it. Yeah, that's true. Because I also thought, yeah, like, it's... There are, like, a few elements where I was like, maybe it is the tone of the character. Like, when he's at the very beginning, there's the line of, um, the police said there were two, but mm. there were really three. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Okay, stickler for details there. <laughs> like, let's make sure it's specific. You're mm. right. <laughs> um, it was three stab wounds, not two. Yeah, it's important to be accurate. <laughs> um. So, like, I think that's that's the particular reason I chose it is that mm-hmm. I liked that sort mm. of juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. I think it, like, for me, it was very much that tension between she was obviously racially profiling these people. 
Did you get that? Yeah. Yeah. And was like, don't be paranoid. Don't be racist or something. And then like she got attacked anyway. See, I don't know. Part of, I wasn't sure if it was. I suppose, yeah, there, there were adjectives in there that would imply a race. Um, mm. I thought it was more like the skinny one shaking made me think. Yeah, like, yeah. This is someone who's just going like, God, those drug users. Mm. They'll just go assault people anywhere, mm. which made me be like, um, okay. <laughs> well, I think it calls into question this, um, you know, go with your gut, trust your gut. But to what extent yeah. is your gut informed by millennia worth of like discrimination and racism yeah. <laughs> and sexism? Like, you know, it's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. The whole interplay of like stereotypes become prejudice. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it was... Um, I enjoyed the tension in it, even yeah. beneath that jovial tone. There was that tension of everything's fine, everything's fine. No, 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 it's not yeah. fine. And then suddenly just su- that sudden assault was very well crafted. Yeah, because that was the other thing I thought was really good about this one was it. I found it very relatable in those self-protection mechanisms mm. that you do of like, look at the ground, look at the elevator, don't look at them, like just look, mm. keep them in your peripheral, but don't look them in the eye. Yeah. And, and as if that would actually protect you. And then as it's very clear, like the person had opportunities to mm. escape and mm. out of politeness and sort of, you know, stayed in the elevator and didn't get the chance in the end. Yeah. I hate elevators. As soon as I get in them and someone else is there, I'm just constantly evaluating like, what would my escape route be? Like, how would I get oh. out? And like, what button to press? Like I always locate it before we start moving. I have to say, I I do evaluate all the people in the elevator, but it's more in just a judgy way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's where I really let my, like, just, just bitch fly. <laughs> and just go, like, really? You're wearing those shoes to work? No. It's just fun sometimes to let that loose. I'm constantly <laughs> assessing as a threat, like height. You know, do they have a limp? Like, how strong do they look? What would I do? What would my... I don't I don't like crowded elevators. Once mm. it gets crowded, then I start to, yeah. Then that threat evaluation comes in. Yeah. But when it's only a little bit full, mm. then I just judge everyone. You just judge. I'm just judging. Just go like, you didn't look like you brushed your hair today. <laughs> Just like you can really let these things go. <laughs> it's you like know. your your shame valve or something hey, is just, just in the elevator. Makes my mornings more fun. <laughs> and I don't know any of these people anyway. They go to different workplaces. So, <laughs> um, one other thing that I really liked, and she brings this up in an interview she did, which is on um, Short Australian Stories, if you wanted to read it, um, which is that she used the title as an extra part of the story mm. because at, at no point in the story, they actually mention an ambulance or even actually mention really much of the assault and what happened. Yeah. Like he could have just like got mugged mm. or something, but instead that by having that title, it very clearly shows like no needing like a hospital and needing help yeah. in that way. Um, And I thought that was really interesting because I, I suppose I don't really see that in many other stories Mm. that usually like they let the story really stand alone in that way but by having that title 
And she mentions in this interview, like it was a very deliberate choice to shape the story. Mm. Because it's, you're almost giving away the ending before you've read the whole story. Like, you know yeah. from the beginning that someone's going home in an ambulance. I mean, you don't yeah. know who, but... But that, that also, like, helps create, I think, and add to that sort of prejudice feeling of, mm. you know, that you end up kind of going along with the characters, like, prejudice, mm. prejudice because... Mm. It's, you know that they're going to get assaulted. Yeah. There's no, like, maybe. Mm. It's, no, this is definitely going to happen from yeah. the get-go. So, But I felt uncomfortable listening to it because I felt complicit in the prejudice. Yeah? Yeah, and I was like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want this confirmed. <laughs> so, I don't know, for me it was, it was, I kind of, I, I understood it very well because I was like, no, I would do the exact same thing that I'd be standing there going like, no. Like, the thoughts that you're having in your head right now are just prejudice and you should just stand here and you shouldn't do anything and then be like, oh, no, it's a real stereotype and I'm getting attacked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But definitely using the title to have that layer over the whole story of impending threat was very, very crafty. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. And you don't see it. Like, you don't. Titles are often just so mysterious and often have nothing to do with anything. But well, yeah, they're either like mysterious and and you know metaphorical, mm. or it's you know it says it in the book. Mm. <coughs> mm. Apart from you know, I found that young adult fiction, the title is often just you know the dance. <laughs> 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 Me and these people did that thing. Like, it's very, yeah, this is what happened. I think that's being being introduced again a lot more. Mm. Is, but I'm thinking that like even, you know, like Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. There's yeah, exactly. no question about what he's no. going to find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Philosopher's like, Stone isn't metaphorical. Isn't, yeah. I'm amazed that there's not a moment where they're like, hey, look, that's Harry Potter holding the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> What? Well, that's the cover. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I know. I'm reminded of the Family Guy joke where they're like, you know, it's like where they t- say the title of the movie in the movie and they cuts to a shot of um, Superman 4. <laughs> it's just Superman going, what? No, that can't happen because I'm Superman 4. Fight for justice. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright TM. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which is a definite sidetrack from this story. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. I also, uh, one other point I suppose I'll make before we finish up is um, the other thing I liked with the the actor was it did make me think of how different the story would be if the character had been female Mm. in my mind Mm. that don't think she could have gotten away with having that jovial tone mm-hmm. if the character at the center of the story had been female. Because then I feel like the threat would have been more intense. Mm. I feel like it would have changed the story a lot if it was a female. But then I'm wondering... Like, in what exact ways? Like, would it change the yeah. behavior? Probably not, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's a... 
I found it really interesting that it was one of those moments where I realized I was very much leaning into their, their um, you know, I'm, I'm very much focusing on obviously the literature and mm. film trope here mm. of male characters being more expendable and that while I was afraid for the male character, when I thought about it being a female character and then it was like, well, if it had been a female character, then the elements of like, if she'd been sexually assaulted or mm. something that would have come into it, mm. which didn't come into it because it was a male character. Yeah. I think often it's a question of who are you quickest to empathize with? Like on yeah. screen in books, it's the person that's most like you. And so when it's a female doing it as a female, you're very much more aligned to what they're experiencing and you're much more closely sympathizing with their exact situation. Yeah. Whereas, you know, men getting into a fight that you see on screen, you're like, oh, that's other from me. Like that's exactly. System. Yeah. And it was something I very not feel anything. Realized that that sort of thought process was going on in my head that I was like, it shouldn't be different. Mm. And, like you should be equally empathetic mm. to like the character. Yeah. Um, but realizing that it did make that difference for me mm. was interesting. I think it's also something interesting about microlit as well, mm. because with novels and sort of bigger forms, you have a lot more time to sort of build an empathic relationship to the character, like whoever they yeah. are. It could be an alien character. It doesn't really matter. Whereas microlit, you've got this short amount of time. So it's usually whoever is closest to you, you empathize with and that's who you feel strongly about for that you know few minutes that you're listening to the story um whereas in novels you have a lot more time to build that connection yeah absolutely Mm. like for instance we haven't actually spoken about the other three guys like we haven't even gone over to what they were experiencing or doing because it's another step beyond i did have a very mild thought when you were just talking then that I was like there is that very slight potential that we've read the story all wrong like Ooh. you could you could have pulled a full twist at the end there and had the three guys going off in a to hospital like well yeah that's what like, I was thinking with the title it's like someone is going home but I'm not sure yeah that like who although like obviously the full assumption is that the main character was jumped by these three guys yeah. that they could have pulled like full like American Hollywood movie mm. and just had him like beat all the other guys up. Yeah. And had then go to hospital. What if it's something in the police report though? What if that's a clue? Because there were three guys on one and the police report said there were two guys. What if he just stacked them all? What if Patrick just attacked <laughs> them all and one got away? Or something. We'll never know. One of them definitely jammed his key in the elevator. Yes. Was that definitely the other character? Not Patrick. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we need to really <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> I was going to say, on that note, that's a good time to maybe go on the Facebook and tell us what you think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Did no. He- we could be so completely wrong right now. <laughs> Someone re-listen and, and go on the Facebook and tell us if Patrick did this. I think it's up to interpretation. It could be. Yeah. Or it could have been Patrick. 
or could have not been Patrick. Anywho, maybe the skinny guy had. Sorry, I'm going. Like, maybe the skinny it's guy. It's twelve had, minutes or something. He didn't yeah. have anything to do with the other other two people in there. What if he attacked <laughs> them all? We have to finish this episode. Okay, all right. Anywho, um, yeah. Yeah. So you can find that sh- story and other stories. And at massive interpretations <laughs> of lots of stories. <laughs> at shortaustralianstories.com.au, which is the website for Spineless Wonders. Um, and we're supported by the Australia Council for the Arts. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Android players. And on Facebook, let us know if Patrick did this. What if you Stay did? caffeinated. <laughs> Stay caffeinated. <laughs> Thank you.